We wish to acknowledge the traditional caretakers of the land we record this podcast on, the Yuggera people and their continued connection to the land and waterways of Yuggera country. We pay our respects to Elders past, present and emerging and to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people. Hello and welcome to the Sports Social, bringing you sports chats for everybody. And we have a, we already have a guest in the room today, We, we do. Welcome to Alfie. <laughs> it's already been a week. It's, uh, it's Tuesday. <laughs> On the day of recording, it is Tuesday. And yes, I have a house full of sick children. The grandparents are looking after the big girls and I have my three-month-old strapped to me. So apologies in advance if you hear any snuffles or crying or other bodily functions because <laughs> it's not me, I promise. <laughs> Just blame Alfie for everything. Exactly. Poor little dude. <laughs> yeah, he's a snuffle bunny but, um, yeah, we keep on keeping on yes. because nothing is going to stop us from talking about sport this week, Georgie. Oh. Nothing will stop us. How are your nerves? Because I went on Saturday night from burying my head in pillows to then peering out over the top and then immediately having to not look at the screen again. It was torturous Mm. and amazing. And there's so much to discuss. There's so much to discuss. Shall we talk about the Matildas first, obviously? Oh, I wasn't talking about anything else. Okay. (laughs) What did you... What did you think I was watching? The rugby league? No. <laughs> how is how about those Broncos? We don't care. Did they play? <laughs> Unsure. I see, even Alfie's not interested. Even Alfie's like, what are you talking about? Um, no, the Matildas were absolutely spellbounding. I have to be honest, I have not watched a game of football ever. And can I say, I feel like three quarters of Australia probably is in the same boat. I think so too. You're all probably lying to everyone saying, oh, it's not my first one, but it was absolutely my first one. And that's one. fine. We Here at the Sports Social, we're all for jumping on bandwagons. Yes. We're the bandwagon bandits. And if you are coming late to this game, pardon the pun, that is fine. Totally. This is how you get involved in sport. And I, what struck me, I think most obviously first up was I had no idea because I always made fun of soccer, football, whatever you want to call it, because it was so boring Mm. because, like, you can play for two hours and no one scores. And Mm. that's exactly what happened in the game on Saturday night. But how did you feel about that? Riveted. Yeah. Because then it went to penalty shootout. (sighs) And we're going to talk more about penalty shootouts in a minute. Before we do, though, I want to read you a bit of a post from Mel Buttle that she put up Just before the game on Saturday, she's an Australian comedian from Brisbane, similar age to me, and she just put up this post and really articulated some of the emotion I am feeling because there's definitely something going on here where I will be talking about what's going on in soccer and then I feel very emotional Mm. and it makes very little sense to me because it's not like I'm playing the soccer And it's not like I've particularly invested a lot in the Matildas up until the last two years. Last two weeks. (laughs) And if you're looking two weeks. And that's fine. No judgment. So let me just read this to you. You can't glance a screen this week without seeing Sam Kerr's face pop up. She's flogging you everything from deodorant to accounting software. You can't get your mitts on a Matildas jersey in Brisbane at all. 
It's wall-to-wall tillies and I'm bloody wrapped for the girls. Well, part of me is wrapped. A weird feeling has come up for me around this World Cup hype though. I'm mad, to be honest. I'm bloody spewing. I'm feeling a bit robbed about my experience with sport. Little Butts was sports obsessed. I did it all too. Swimming, karate, hockey, softball, rowing, not netball, yuck, and naval cadets. Don't come at us netballers. This is just what Mel Butter wrote. Brag alert, I was good at sport. I'd throw a ball against the wall for hours. I'd ask older cousins to teach me how to throw a proper spin pass with a rugby ball. I borrowed a VHS from the library to learn how to skateboard. Mixed results there, to be honest. Ask me anything about the Chicago Bulls. I wrote Scotty Pippen on a toilet wall once. Please don't call the cops. <laughs> I had Hayley Lewis plastered all over my bedroom wall and she was kind of it back then. Mm. I mean, how much does all this resonate with you? Hardcore. In the 90s, the only sportswomen whose names I knew and who I saw on the telly regularly were swimmers. <laughs> swimming, felt, <laughs> swimming felt like all that was on offer if you were a girl and had dreams of not only representing Australia but doing an Uncle Toby's hat too. <laughs> Great in the pool. Oh, sorry. Get in the pool, love. And I did. I was racing at a club at four and a half. But gosh, I'll say it, swimming is boring as. I disagree. This but- is how I knew she was on, on my team. <laughs> She then goes on to say she'd seen an ad in the local paper for a futsal team and how she was like, yes, we could do futsal at my school. And so she put together a case and she put it to her PE teacher at school. And the PE teacher sort of turned around and said, oh, lovely try, but a bit tricky. I don't know how we'd get insurance. We probably wouldn't get enough players. We won't be able to do it. And she was pretty crushed Mm. by that. And a similar thing then happened with touch football a similar sort of scenario. That was in 1994. She had to wait, this is in her words now, I had to wait until year 12 to play in a school touch football team, which was 1999. I guess I was lucky to be allowed. A friend of mine wanted to play too, but her mum had said it's not very feminine and that was that. Again, it was 1999. I burst into tears when Sam Kerr took the field for a stint against Denmark. I don't know why. Something about the roar of the crowd just for her, got me good. I'm blabbing, but the above is why today I went for it and I hunted down a Tilly's jersey. Sure, I'll never wear it after next week. Yes, it's a non-breathable material that will flare up my eczema, (laughs) but who gives a rat's? I'm swept up in this for little me. Go the Tilly's. If you make me cry tomorrow night, I'll be ropeable. I'm going to cry now. (laughs) I think she's nailed it though. I've just got hardcore goosebumps. That is. Thank you for sitting through this reading, but... I really wanted to share that because she has beautifully articulated why there's so much emotion in it for some of us girls because there are so many points in our schooling life Mm. where we were told we couldn't do it and where we didn't see a pathway to play the sport we wanted to play Mm. or even know it was an option. Mm. And every time those Matildas take that field, in front of a crowd of 50,000 people or 75,000 people, we are sitting there and remembering what it was like for us as little kids. Yeah. It's just I I keep reflecting on what it's taken to get to this moment in women's sport and I just it's this perfect tipping point where everyone has this respect for female athletes now. It's not seen as a lesser thing to watch like everyone is getting pure enjoyment about watching female athletes take to the field and perform for their country and like that I mean that makes me 
tear up immediately. I'm not going to get emotional. Um, it Because it, it does. Like there are so many, like to know that where we've come from in our lives and in our background experiences and to know that there are little girls out there that are going to see these women taking the field and performing for the country. I also love that our sons yes. are going to be looking up to female athletes. Mm. I don't think that's ever been ever happened before. Oh, don't cry. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, that's that's for me what sport is about, like to be able to inspire people regardless of background, experience, and like now <clears throat> little boys are going to look up to the Mackenzie Arnolds and, you know, the Mary Fowlers and the Sam Kerrs, of course, like little boys and little girls will look up to men and f- women athletes and want to aspire to be like them. And I just think that is the beauty of sport and beauty of this moment. I'm Danelle Wallam and I'm a goal shooter for Queensland Firebirds. I love sport because I can be my true self out on court, bring my competitiveness and also being a role model to young Australians just means so much to me. I actually did tell you last week how bad penalty shootouts were. I you, don't think you really believed me. No, you, you are you are absolutely correct. Thank you. They are not acceptable. I would like that clipped so I can replay it. Thank you. <laughs> I I cannot believe I'm going to say this. I actually had tickets to the match on Saturday night that I had to forfeit. Which you didn't give to me, but that's okay. No, but the person <laughs> we're actually going to speak to the person I did give them to. He's a former socceroo. Amazing. And he's also a former goalkeeper for the Socceroos. He represented Australia at the 2000 Olympics as part of the Socceroos team. His name is Michael Turnbull and we've got him on the line now. Welcome, Michael. Hi, Georgie. Great to be here. Now, I just did mention that I wasn't able to go on the to the game on Saturday night and one of the people who took our tickets was actually you. And as such, I would like to know what you thought of the game. Yes, I was a ticket thief. I do apologise. <laughs> I can say you missed out on one of the best games of football I've seen in my in my lifetime, and I've seen hundreds of games, as you mm. can imagine. So it was incredible to see. What was the atmosphere like in that stadium? Uh, it was unlike any other atmosphere I've seen. I mean, I've played in Europe and you know, we've played in front of you know tens of thousands of people, but the atmosphere that we experienced here in Brisbane was it was so family friendly. It was so supporting and it was you know there was no bad blood in the crowd at all normally you have a little bit of rivalry and stuff but it was just so supportive young kids everywhere just having an absolute blast so something I haven't seen before which is really refreshing. We're going to get to the penalty shootout because of course you you were a goalkeeper but I just wanted to ask what you think this moment is for for women in sport and do you think this is like a change that we're going to see continue into the future? Uh, well, I certainly hope so, and I, I think this is hopefully setting some really strong foundations for women in sport. And I know there's been people sort of murmuring about, you know, the pay gap and things like that, but I think this now actually puts a face to that conversation. Um, and the fact that the Australian public, uh, and indeed even the football community worldwide, can get behind women's sport on a global stage, it's just fantastic. And I think that this is only the tip of the iceberg. I think we're going to see some big change even talking about sponsorship dollars mm. um, and, and things like that moving forward. I think it's brilliant for the game. Michael, when that penalty shootout started, I just wanted to crawl behind the couch 
and pretend like none of that was happening. As a goalkeeper, what did you feel? I actually wanted to get back on the pitch. Like it fired me up again. I'm going to dust off the boots and, you know, do a couple of laps around the oval. Uh, As a goalkeeper, when you go into a penalty shootout, you've obviously played, you know, 120 minutes of pressure-packed football um, and it's, it's, it's all tied up. So, so you know that it all comes down to you and your decisions. There is an element of luck in penalties, mm. but I will say Mackenzie Arnold, she, she did something that I haven't seen for, for many years and actually, you know, have a, have a shot herself. And that was pretty fantastic to see as well. Would that have been the plan, do you think? Because I, I, for me, I was like, this is not fair on poor Mackenzie Arnold. Like she is having to stand up and defend this this goal and then she has to go and try and strike the ball after doing one of the best saves I think I've ever seen and, I, you know, I haven't watched hundreds of football matches, I'll be honest. But, you know, it was such a remarkable pressure-packed moment. Would that have been part of the plan to have her take the kick? I actually don't think it was part of the plan. So normally before a penalty shootout, and you saw the other goalkeeper got substituted. Yes. So they obviously went in with a strong plan. But I think Mackenzie Arnold chose to to have a kick during the game, like so during the shootout. So I think she's come off the back of a good save. She's obviously just full of confidence, and she's like, you know what, I've got this. I'm Ooh. feeling really good. And I think she sort of like, you know, just threw herself into the mix in the moment. And it's a game of inches, and if she had a scored that goal Gosh. versus hitting the post, we're talking prime minister stuff. Oh like, yeah, <laughs> that's brilliant. You know, I think for me, and and this is certainly not an original thought, but watching her miss that penalty and then turn around and go back into goals and defend and defend epically, that mm. to me actually showed the true depth of her character and experience that she could take that knock and then go back and just mm. be back at 100% immediately. Yeah, and I, I couldn't agree more. Like I said, to, to change that mindset from such a, a big high on saving a penalty versus then going missing a penalty and then going back and saying, oh, crap, if we if we miss this, we're out. Um, and don't forget, she's not playing at club level here. This is like national team stuff in a World Cup. So it's it's even heightened. Like it's it's like pressure on steroids. So for her to do that and then obviously come back with the with the two big saves uh, was was brilliant. And obviously the girls, you know, who who scored and missed their penalties in the Australian side were obviously right behind her too. So she had everyone, you know, all the weight on her shoulder. She did brilliantly. I don't want to be disrespectful, but before this moment, I thought goalkeepers didn't do very much. <laughs> and I like I say that yeah, what I, are you talking I, about? I, I don't <laughs> I don't want to say that, you know, disrespectfully because it's not like I, you, I'm like, oh, they just stand at the end mostly. But you guys are like proper fundamental to a game. Look at you knowing soccer, Libby. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, like, I love, I love your analogy there. <laughs> well, well, to be honest, the reason why I started out in goals is because I was lazy, you know, and that's why we start there. And Perfect. then we always just get stuck there because no one assumes we can actually play football. Mm. So it's like, are you just going to stay in golf now? So you're done. But um, I think where goalkeepers do most of their hard work is, yes, in the games, and it's definitely a mental sort of challenge, not touching a ball for 15, 20 minutes and coming making a big save. But we, we train really hard. And I know it looks like it's simple, but diving around and getting up and diving around 
Uh, it's just, it's so exhausting on the body. So mm. we train hard so we don't have to play hard. Um, that, that's sort of what we do. We sort of, we try to get it all, you know, ready to go so we can always organize our team. We're always talking to our defenders. So there's a lot that goes on behind the scenes for a goalkeeper that the crowd or the public wouldn't know. So we're always, you know, eyes all over the field directing players and talking the whole game. So there's a lot involved that, like I said, people probably don't see. Yeah. They, it, you're, it's so hard on your body. It's, it was absolutely remarkable to watch just to see Mackenzie put her body on the line. Yeah, I've, I've yeah, spoken exactly. to I hope they had a couple of beers after the game. I'm not sure if they're allowed to do that. No, I'm not sure they, they <laughs> Deserve some champagne and beers in the change room, that's for sure. For sure. So, hey, Michael, what should we be watching out for in the game against uh, England? What What's your predictions there? Oh, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw another penalty shootout. I've got to tell you. <laughs> we still haven't <laughs> recovered from the last at- one. <laughs> And I think the crowd's going to be great because there's so many expat Englishmen here that mm. are going to be sort of torn who their loyalty lies with versus um, obviously there's not a bunch of French supporters in Australia, but so many English ones. So I think there's going to be a lot more crowd behind the girls this time. So it's going to be interesting, but I'm going to say Australia will win again on penalties and uh, hopefully it doesn't go to so many penalty kicks this time. Michael, thank you so much for joining us. If I had to have given my ticket to anybody, I'm really glad that you got to go. You are incredible with your tricket. Thank you so much. Enjoy your tricket. Thank you for your time. It's been an absolute pleasure. I, I'm still pissed off that she didn't give it to me. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. I'm Aiden. I love sport because, because there's a competition. So this is the part where you asked me why I couldn't go to the soccer on the weekend. Georgie, why did you miss the game of the century? Oh, could you please stop <laughs> asking me that question? I feel like a fool enough. Uh, I missed it because I needed to be up the coast because I was doing a half marathon at 6am on Sunday morning and the logistics did not work. That does not work, no. no. And I actually felt really proud of myself because usually I'm the person that would be like, it's cool, I'll do both. I'll go to the game and then I'll arrive late and it'll be very flustered and hurried and I feel like I've matured. And I You just, made a wholesome choice. I made a really unfortunate but wholesome choice mm. to miss possibly the best game of soccer ever and get myself ready to do the half marathon. Well, it mustn't make you feel worse that Michael was saying that it was the best game he's ever seen. No, not at all. <laughs> I feel great about that. I feel I just want to oh, kick him under the table. No, so it was really good though. I, I had this epiphany as I was running and I sort of messaged you a bit And it was like, I can't talk right now because I'm puffing a lot. But essentially what I realised as I started running is that I, in the past when I've done these things, have been afraid to push myself very hard Mm. because what if I can't finish? I know. And I was running. Oh, I know, Georgie. I knew you'd love this. I knew you'd love I've this. I sat Look up in my chair. It's Tell like, me more. It's now like you're actually listening to me. <laughs> no, I'm actually <laughs> I'm actually listening. Uh, thanks for paying attention until now. <laughs> I'm actually interested now. Tell me more. <laughs> I think I was just afraid of blowing up. And so there was oh. this moment in the run where I'd sort of let my go- myself go out quickly for me and I was like, oh, be careful. You don't want to go out too hard. Well, that was the stream of messages I got. You, you were like, I'm going for under two hours. And then you were like, oh, wait, cramping. <laughs> yeah, so no, what had happened though, that was that was the moment when I had gone, 
right, I could do this. Before that, I'd gone out hard with the pack because everybody's up and they're excited. excited. And there's this great carried away. Yeah. Yeah, it's a real carnival and it's a great way to complete a goal when you're doing it with this big crowd who's also been training and is excited too. And as I was running, I was like, oh, I'm holding my pace okay. Okay, I might just keep going with it. And I think at about the 10K mark, I was like, oh, I'm still going at this pace and I'm fine. So I'm going to keep doing that. And then I flicked on to my music, which was a great choice. And that just made me go even faster. Amazing. And that was the point where I messaged you and said, I reckon I can go under two hours, which is quite, I mean, that's, there's lots of marathon, half marathon runners that can do it in way less time. But it was, you don't have to justify, Georgie. Okay, yeah. It was a, it was a <laughs> it was a stretch goal, but I was like, I can try and do this. But what was unbelievable to me is that it took me till forty one years of age mm. to have this moment where I was like, oh, I could push myself hard, and what if I can cope with it? What if I'm fine? That's I know makes me a little cry that. again. <laughs> I mean, the, the it, it, it's not like there's this perfect story arc here because what actually happened is I did really push myself quite hard and at about the 17-kilometre mark, my one of my calves started to twinge and mm. I have pulled calf muscles before and I was like, doesn't matter, it's not cool to not have your calf muscle working so I'm just going to back it off a bit. But I st- it didn't take away from it because I knew I'd really pushed myself and I'd given myself a really good shot at it. Yeah, you went 206. Yeah, so not bad. It's unbelievable. But also now I'm really like I want to do it again because I want to see if I can get below two. Yes. Which I, I have but done. But that's the point. I know. Like the point <laughs> is to try and try again and then you get faster every I, time. So I just under- started to understand it. <laughs> I'm Valentino Gazelli and I'm a snowboarder from the south coast of New South Wales. I love sport because it gives me an outlet to express myself and it's given me so much and it's what I wake up to do every day. I know we've done a lot about soccer, but we need to talk about this again. Guys, it's just the week for it, okay? Look, it's about the Matildas this week. Sure, we digress with Georgie running. But other than that, it's all about the soccer. It's wall-to-wall soccer. We do know that there is great cycling going on at the moment and there is great women's cycling going on at the moment. We will absolutely be talking about that next week. It's just a bit tricky to try and fit it all in at the moment. We'll have an expert on next week. Yeah, and also what do Libby and I know about cycling? Nothing. Well, I'm deep in it now, Georgie, so (laughs) when I say expert, I mean me. (laughs) Just because you have an exercise bike does not make you an expert. But before we finish, I did want to talk about an amazing woman who is running from the Gold Coast to Sydney. So I just ran 21 kilometres and I feel like a hero. She's running 32 kilometres a day Wow! for like a month. She's been going for about three weeks now. She's running along the side of the road and she's kicking a soccer ball. Her name's Fran Herndl and I actually spoke to her a little while ago and just asked her, why? Why are you doing this, Fran? For me, it's just if I can just inspire one one girl to kick a footy or one girl to, you know, hit their first tennis ball or or shoot their first hoop in basketball. That's what it's that's what it's about. It's it's so much more than me. So that's what it's about. She's 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 calling us from as she runs Mm. along the side of the road with her soccer ball, kicking her soccer ball along. And 
obviously it's to inspire people to to play sport, but she's also raising money, isn't she? Yes, she's raising money for Women's Sport Australia, which is a fantastic not-for-profit peak organisation who want to encourage access and uh, participation for women and girls in sport. So it's a, it's an, it's a hugely important cause that she's raising money for and drawing attention to. Well done, Fran. We're so proud of you. And if you'd like to support Fran, please check our show notes. We'll put all the links in there for you to um, make a little donation to help push her along the coastline. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of The Sports Social. We so enjoy bringing you these episodes and if you have a friend who you think would enjoy these sports chats please share it with them and let them know about us and we absolutely love receiving your feedback and your reviews it totally lights us up if you are enjoying this kind of sports content head over to our instagram page at the sports social podcast otherwise we will chat to you next week bye bye